You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hello, this is Nick Briggs, the voice of the Daleks, and you're listening to Transmissions from Gallifrey, and I urge you to listen, or you will be exterminated! Geronimo! For God's sake, Gallifrey stands! What the places you're doing in here? Over-decorated. I don't like it. Couldn't I just manage with K9? K9 is a mere machine. He's a very sensitive machine. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterbaris. I'm the Doctor. These are my new best friends, Ryan, Graham and Yaz. Hey there, folks. My name is JC Delatore. And I'm Rita Delatore. And this is Transmissions from Gallifrey. And with us, as always, is Dr. Scott Bigay. Say hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we get started, of course, we always have to tell you that this podcast does contain spoilers. So if you have not watched this episode, episode five. Uh, Scott, can you say the name of the episode? Because I have no idea how to pronounce this ep- this episode name. No, I can't either. You don't want me to. I'll, I'll screw it up. Yeah, so uh, whatever the episode name is, I know it starts with a T. Uh, Tanganyika Tidal Wave. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. It is not the Tanganyika Tidal Wave. Uh, whatever, whatever this episode is called, uh, it says it in the name of the episode that you that you click to listen to. If you haven't watched this episode yet, uh, don't listen to us because we are going to talk spoilers. We're probably going to talk specifics about this episode. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Or haven't watched yet. Don't listen to us until you have. That's the point. So here's a spoiler warning. Spoilers. Alrighty. So before we get started with this one, uh, let's uh, roll back to last week's spider we episode. To? Okay. No, we won't. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> it had spiders in it. I still give it a bad rating. I'm never going to watch it again. That's it. That's all there needs We're to done. be said. That's We're it. done. We're done. Move on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Next. Scott, Scott, anything you wanted to add to the uh, spidery episode? No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I in fact, did not rewatch it. Uh, I, ah. you know. I was fine. You know, it was just like I said, last week I was sick, and I think that might have helped my uh, enjoyment of the episode. Uh, uh, you know who else didn't rewatch it? Me! Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to watch it again. And I actually didn't rewatch it myself because. Uh, Spiders? I yeah. Well, no, I just didn't have time. So, <laughs> so you know, hey, eh, moving on. Moving on. All right. So, this episode of Doctor Who, episode five. Huh. Boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Scott, l- let me let you start, because I know how I kind of feel about this episode, and I have a feeling how Rita feels, so let me let you have the floor first. Okay. Well, I will give it high marks for adrenaline, but 
you know, there's only so much fast talking by the doctor you can have, and the uh, camera moving around really quickly to, before you realize that there's not really a plot. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there really wasn't anything uh, big about it. I mean, yeah, there was a, a monster that turns out to be, you know, something. A space cute. gremlin? Yeah, it's cute and cuddly. and, and it, it's, it, it's a space gremlin. And it's attracted to energy, and so, you know, there's an issue with a bomb or something. But, I mean, quite honestly, it was um, boring. It was dull. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was dull, the, the, and, and, you know, the doctor is talking a million miles per second, and but, there's, but she's not really saying anything. And the other characters, I mean, you've got some interesting things going on here. I mean... My one note is, is that, once again, we're being told that there is unsettled times out there in the universe and, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting. And yeah. I did like the idea that the uh, engineer was wearing what looked like 20th century clothes. I thought that was kind of interesting as far as a design aesthetic goes. Yeah. And, and I liked the look of the antimatter uh, engine. But beyond that, eh. Yeah. So uh, when the doctor apparently was known by the general person uh so did that was that harkening back to like a classic who episode or something that we just that just went over my head because nope. I, I or a big finish audio maybe because I, I i wasn't picking up on it nope uh, it's just kind of i think what it was was implying that there's other adventures we didn't know uh, you know, it's it's kind of like when when all of a sudden the doctor meets somebody and he's called by a nickname, and you're like, I didn't know he wasn't called Theta Sigma. You know, right. oh well, now you know, you know, something like that, right? Or or he meets his uh, uh, he meets one of his uh, favorite teachers on mess uh, in the Twin Dilemma, right? That he never right. mentions before. So right. it's the same sort of thing here, I think. Hmm. Okay, so I was just afraid that you know maybe we missed a reference or something, and I didn't I didn't want to. To sound like uh, the dumb American Doctor Who fans that never watched Classic Who, because we have watched Classic Who, and you know, I, we just yeah. haven't watched all of it. Well, I have, and I, I have too. <laughs> yeah, and and believe me, if, if if it was a reference, I missed it as well. Well, anywho, uh, <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> all right, Rita, have your shot. Boring. Well, like we've mentioned before already, the show, this episode was dull. Uh, the characters were not memorable. Uh, there was no real character development, in my opinion, uh, with any of them. And, and, and I don't—I'm not talking about the this week's guest stars. I'm talking about the Doctor and the companions. Well, there was a little bit of development with Ryan, uh, you know, with his, uh, he, he, his but he's daddy been having issues. daddy issues for the last few episodes. This yeah. is that's, just another episode with daddy issues. That's right, Rita. And it, you know, my note here is they've been beating that drum like crazy. What, right? what more is you know? Where are they going with this? Right? Yeah, yeah. Th th there's no character development when all he's doing is bitching about his dad. You know, yeah. every episode, I'm like, okay, get on with your, get over it already. And yeah, I get it. I mean, they use the daddy issues as a, you know, uh, a rallying cry for the dude that's uh, giving Pregnant. birth to the to the baby. Yeah. You know, be your dad. You know, whatever. But. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I... The the space gremlin was definitely uh, cute. In a slimy, uh, eat your energy and whatever kind it of way. Like a tiny Slovene. Yeah, like a tiny baby Slovene. It's like a baby Slovene. <laughs> you know, for for me, this episode was just it just fell flat. 
I mean, yeah. it was like like you guys have said already. It was dull. Um, again, it was another situation with the doctor being led by other people. The general taking charge at one point, and then the male nurse guy, or, or whatever he was. Or he was like, probably the most interesting character, and then he died. And yeah, and then yeah. they jettison him and, and blow him up, you know. And right. And, and when you know he was there, he was the one taking charge, and it wasn't the doctor. And yes, I understand the doctor was recovering from the sonic uh, bomb or whatever it was, but the doctor is the person that's supposed to be telling everybody what to do, not the one that's supposed to be following. Yeah. And she did a lot of following again in this episode, and it's really, really starting to bug me because she shouldn't be doing that. She should be the one coming up with the ideas, telling everybody what to do, and controlling the situation. And I, I'm not seeing that from her. No, in fact, she usually, in fact, she says, I'm usually the one defusing the bomb. Now, you know, you know what I mean? It's that, mm -hmm. it's that sort of thing. And, and, and also, this seemed like yet another adventure that sort of resolves itself now granted you know getting rid of the bomb uh, and jettisoning the, the gremlin out you know did help a, a massive part of it so uh, maybe i'm being a little too cruel but i mean it just seems like there's a lot of these stories where it, it all kind of basically sorts itself out by itself you know yeah. I, i'm not quite sure what the doctor is doing that's going to be the, the big thing that saves the day really yeah. Uh, well, well, in this case, I mean, she did uh, figure out that that thing it eats energy. So yeah, uh, by detonating the bomb inside the creature, the creature doesn't die, and at the same time, it had a great meal and can and satisfied and can be just kicked out the door. Right. So and yeah, like I said, I, but I, I feel uh, I think what I'm trying to say is I get this feeling after a couple episodes, especially after on the heels of the spider one, I'm not satisfied with the. Uh, with the resolution. It just mm -hmm. kind of goes, okay, and we're done. It, it was very anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, when when your whole episode is practically anticlimactic, I don't think <laughs> you get, get much more yeah. anticlimactic. I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, I didn't like last week's episode for obvious reasons. But it was still a decent episode. It was still an episode that was... Uh, exciting. It had a lot of things happen. It was creepy. Yeah, it was a good episode until the last few minutes. Yeah. This was not a good episode from about the beginning to the end of it. Pre yeah, pretty much. It, it, I mean, it was awful. And and, and what, what were they doing on the junk planet in the first place? Did they, ever, did they actually even explain? They, they were trying to yeah. find some part or something, right? But she, yeah. they never really say what it is. No, and uh, we're told, don't worry, we'll get you back to the TARDIS you know, once you uh, give your statement to the authorities or whatever. So, okay, so we're just going to assume that everything will be fine? I mean, based on the preview for next week, I guess so. So yeah. it's not like they lost the TARDIS again or something like that. I, I don't know. It's just weird, you know? I mean, base under siege is something that Doctor Who does a lot, and it, this had the, the vibe of it a little bit. Because they were, you know, contained on the ship and all that stuff. And, right. And the beginning part where the Doctor is disoriented because they're coming out of the uh, illness and, and you know, there's no signs that say which way to the exit and all that stuff. I mean, that was good. It brought, it brought up anxiety. But, I mean, that was it. Yeah. There was a lot of cop-outs, I think, in this episode. A lot of what? Cop-outs. Cop-outs? Yeah. You know, just like... You know, and, instead of, you know, going into this nice long uh, explanation of, you know, why things happen and blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, well, where it's this or, oh, it's that or, 
Yep, we we went and got your TARDIS and. Yep. Yeah. And it was another example as well of the of the Doctor being a carer, you know, mm -hmm. with this regeneration because the Doctor staying for the funeral rites or whatever and oh, uh, right. participating in them and you know that's something that Capaldi's Doctor would have never have done. Right. Uh, and. It's well, something that most doctors, I don't think, would have done. I, I don't necessarily mind that she is a care. Uh, I do mind that I think that because she's a woman, they wanted to make her a care. Like, okay, so you're saying women are the only ones with maternal instincts? Yeah. Yes, usually, usually that's the case. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still very sexist in my eyes. It, because it at the end of the day, she's still the doctor. But, yeah. you know, they waited until she was a female doctor to then make her a carer. Okay. Uh, she should still just be the doctor. It is an interesting question. And I have this this uh, question with Debbie all the time. We're talking about female characters. And, you know, when I write them for Dr. Geek's Laboratory, I, I'm very cognizant of trying to, you know, write them as a, as a full-blown human being. You know, and not just picking one attribute to, to signify as what is female, what is male, you know, and stuff like that. So, like, for me, uh, like, Samantha Carter from SG-1 is a really great female character. She's believable as a, a, as a human being who is, you know, uh, a female, but also very, very believable as the uh, military officer as well, without necessarily relying on any sort of... Uh, you know, I would say tropes or anything like that. Okay, the well, pilot notwithstanding, but you know they got they they got past that. You know. Well, not only the pilot, but there was also uh, in season one of Stargate. Not, yes. Not, not to I know. digress a little bit here, but uh, season one of Stargate, they wrote her poorly. They yes. wrote her as as nineties tropey damsel distress kind of character. Yeah. And and then they finally realized that Carter's character could be much more than that. Yes. And I totally, I, I totally agree with you. There's that one episode uh, early on that's really bad. But what I think is uh, is a testimony to the, the writing staff is they fixed it. And they fixed mm -hmm. it quickly. You know yes. what I mean? And if only they, someone had spent the same amount of care with the Doctor with this regeneration. I don't think right. you needed to, to say, oh, now, you know, how do we define, you know, what's going to be the impact of the regeneration? And then the best they can come up with is carrying. I don't know. It's yep. just a little odd. Yep. And and I guess we now know what the doctor's phrase for this particular regeneration is going to be, which is get a shift on, because it's the <laughs> second time she said it now. Uh, I think she's actually said it more than yeah than that. And, and I know of at least two times she said it now. So yeah. Well, hey, everyone has a catchphrase, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It. it it's. It's odd i mean there's like you said I'm, I'm looking for more meaning in this episode than i think there is and, and there like is said, no meaning in this episode it's yeah it's, okay it, it's it's just and, and what concerns me is this isn't you know bob the writer writing this one this is a chibnall episode and being a chibnall episode you would expect the the chibnall episodes as the standard bearer for what Doctor Who is going to be in this regeneration. Right. You know, because Moffat, be it good episodes or bad episodes, you could always tell it was a Moffat episode. Right. There was a quality control that was going on there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and usually there was some kind of crazy uh, storyline that, that Moffat would always try to outwit everybody with. 
you know, because <laughs> and show everybody how clever he was. Right. Uh, Chibnall, uh, but you, that's kind of the level you expect. You know, when RTD wrote his episodes, you expected a certain level of episode. Yeah. Uh, and so far, uh, this being the, the, I guess maybe the fourth episode that Chibnall's written. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he wrote the spider one. I think he did. Um, so far, I haven't seen it be much better than, you know, one of the regular, you know, uh, staff writers uh, that, that you get every year with Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been overly impressive. I mean, some of the writing's been solid. It ha it's not season eight bad. Let me put it that way. Yeah, but, I agree. But it's also kind of meandering and, you know, there's not really, uh, I guess I want to say, a point to a lot of these episodes so far. Yeah. You just don't feel like, you know, usually there's a story to be told, right? You know, right. Uh, whether it is that you should come together and compromise or, the, you know, and stuff like that. And, and the doctor, um, you know, said something at the very end of this episode, you know, that, uh, you know, that people will find a way, you know, that hope will find a way. And that's great, but I didn't really... Well, I did feel a sense of jeopardy in this episode. I didn't think that it was all so overpowering that, you know, it had to be the force of human nature in order to, you know, have a victory. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that what I'm trying to say is it didn't really feel like Doctor Who to me. You know, it felt like a Black Mirror episode or, you know, something mm. that was some kind of off-the-cuff sci-fi show that isn't really Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, if it were Black Mirror, the, the device that they were using to pilot would have done even more than just drain her life force. There right. would have been, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It would have been, it would have been a very kind of, oh my god, that's what we've done, you know. It, you would have found out that it wouldn't have been powered by antimatter. It would have been powered by, like, you know, uh, excess population being grounded into fuel or uh, something really dark, you know? Very true, yeah. Soylent yeah. fuel. Soylent fuel. Yes, right? <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's at this point, it, I'm I'm struggling to recognize Doctor Who, and please, please don't think that it's because Jodie's a woman. I don't care that she's a woman. It doesn't matter to me that she's a woman. What I'm struggling to see is Jodie's Doctor, right? Be, being the Doctor. I know sometimes it takes a little while in a regeneration to to start seeing the Doctor. I mean, a lot of people had never accepted Capaldi as the Doctor because he was so different than Matt, right? But I'm, I don't think I've had this much trouble seeing a doctor in a regeneration as I've had with this particular one so far, just because she doesn't act like the doctor. Yeah, it, it is really odd the way she behaves as the doctor. It, it, it's too stark of a difference, I guess, that it, it, it's, it's, it's been a little bit more difficult to try to. I, I just feel like she doesn't hasn't found her voice yet. I yeah. guess. Yeah, in I mean, these I mean, because if you go back through the regenerations, I mean, David was very different than than Chris was, right? Matt is totally different than what what David was, and Capaldi's different than all of them, right? Right. Uh, so, I can understand there's an adjustment period to to uh, getting to to know your new doctor, right? Yeah. But, but I think with this particular regeneration, it's just been harder for me. I, I, I think what it is, is it's more than just talking quickly, right? 
Yeah. It's, it's more than just being frantic and talking quickly. Now, we all do that. Uh, you know, uh, whether it be uh, David who starts to get squeaky voice when he uh, gets excited or, mm-hmm. you know, Matt who starts spinning on his heels when, when he gets excited with something he's about to do. You know, so there is definitely that, that characteristic, but it's more than that. And I think that's the problem. And, uh, you know, the, the dialogue is spinning by uh, so quickly. But then when you realize that it doesn't really matter what they're saying. I didn't stop to, you know, replay a, uh, a scene or two. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It, yeah, you know, you're and, like, well, okay. And, yeah, I and get not, it. And, and not only that, I, I think one of the things that I'm kind of missing with this is that uh, there isn't that feel that she's a 2,000-year-old Time Lord, you know? Yeah. That she's seen it all, that she's done it all. Yes, uh, exactly. I'm not getting that from her. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and I think I noticed that even more uh, in today's episode. It's like all of this uh, talk, uh, even the general knew who the doctor was, but all of this knowledge that she has, it's like, why aren't you tapping into this? Yeah. Why, why are you just acting like you're ju- just Joe Schmo? No, you're the doctor. You're a time lord. You, you've been around for thousands of years. It's, it's like... And, and when you come across like a new alien, a lot of the time, a lot of the times in Doctor Who, even if we've never seen them in Doctor Who before, the doctor's like, oh, well, that's a uh, patine or whatever the hell they called that thing. You know? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. It's a poutine, right? It's a right, poutine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the heck it was, a petite, whatever, right? I, I uh, heard poutine. Yeah, the, the doctor would know what that is he he she he or she would have been able to kind of like oh well that's a poutine you know (laughs) and and in the rare occasions that the doctor came across something that uh he she had never seen before then they were in complete and utter awe yeah because and i didn't get that something still out there in the universe i didn't know about yeah scene pit is a perfect example of that right yeah yeah i know yeah i i and and like i say i don't think it's uh, Jody's acting. I don't think it's her. I think no. it's the material she's been given. You know, she hasn't had that two thousand year old stare moment yet. Yes. Uh, you know, and and I I bet you it's coming, but it kind of needs to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, and if you really start, I mean, I know the the objective of this season was to introduce a whole bunch of new aliens that the Doctor's never faced before, right? Right. But you would. Uh, I, I can't imagine that in the two thousand years of the doctor, that he's never that he or she has never faced poutine poutines before, right? <laughs> or whatever the hell they're called, uh, the or the the tooth face guy, right? Right. It's okay uh, if it's new to us. It doesn't have, but it shouldn't be it, new to the doctor. Yes, yeah. the doctor should know what these things are simply because he's been around forever and if it's if these things are as such a big bad as everybody's try, as they're trying to make it out to be in these episodes then the doctor yeah. would know the doctor of should have heard of existence them. yeah i know yeah so i don't know i think that's why i'm really having trouble connecting is it it's just that kind of situation where it's uh, it's she doesn't the writing hasn't allowed her to be the doctor right yeah which, which is crazy because I think she, as an actor, there's no barrier to being able to pull this off. It's just a matter of uh, giving the character a chance to shine 
and it's been all very kind of we're we're a group you know it's 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 their home too the tardis you yeah. know what i mean and that's uh, okay that's a a a, a uh, a sense of community that's a little bit stronger than past regenerations, and there's nothing wrong with that per se. But the Doctor's got to be the one that's got to outshine the rest, you know? Yeah, and and I think that's the problem is that the writing hasn't allowed the Doctor to be above the others. Yeah, it's it's been a team effort with everything, and right. and it shouldn't be a team effort. Yeah, and the Doctor should be directing, you know. Uh, Mickey to to take the ice thing to ice down the the clockwork you know things. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that kind of thing, right? You know. Right. Yeah. So uh, one thing before we go, we should probably touch on is the uh, the mirror report that there is not going to be a Christmas episode this year, and I know that we kind of touched on it a couple episodes ago. What that would kind of mean, but it seems to be coming a little bit more clearer that there's not going to be a Christmas episode. And the reason the mirror cited was because they can't come up with any good ideas for Christmas. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, right? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think we've gotten so used to having a Christmas episode that it has now started to become that tradition. For 10 years plus, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that during the classic Who era, except for, what, the Five Doctors episode... Right. Uh, there, there have never been Christmas episodes in the past. This is, you know, a recent, you know, thing that they've started to do. But it's a tradition right. now. It's right. a tradition that's been going on for a decade. And 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 I and I'm not arguing about it being a tradition or not. I'm saying that it's crazy that they say that the reason is they couldn't come up with a story. Okay, right. we're, I, I, I'm I'm on the phone here with with uh, two other story creators. Right. Mm-hmm. We're all very, we're all creative content creators. You tell me that you, you know, after only doing 10 Christmas specials, you've come out, you can't come up with another thing you could possibly do? And not only that, I mean, we've had Christmas episodes that really had nothing to do with Christmas. That's right. It it just happened to be happening on Christmas. Right. right? It doesn't doesn't always have to be snowing. I mean, come on now. It doesn't always have to be killer Christmas trees or killer... Uh, Santa robots. Yeah, or or you know, I mean, you know, a sense of festiveness, maybe sure, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you do. But I mean, if you think you've defined it so dramatically that you can't come up with an eleventh story, then then what are you doing writing for Doctor Who? Come on now. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, what the hell does the Titanic have to do with Christmas? It doesn't. Right. Right. <laughs> you just take any story, slap it during the Christmas season, and done. And, and, and done. What, and what does Donna getting married have to do with Christmas? It, if, mean... they, if they if they said, look, we, we want to, you know, move it into a New Year's Day sort of thing, or that, you know, because these episodes are longer, we, you know, if they came up with any other production reason, I would have said, you know what, fair enough, right? Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But... But citing that they couldn't come up with an idea, oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty pitiful, and it's very disappointing. And, I, and could be, you know, rather troubling, too, if, you know, Chibnall just took over, but he can't come up with an idea for a Christmas episode. Yeah. Yeah. That, you had that, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence. Let's yeah. You, and it, it's not like he got the job 11 months ago. He's had this job for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it's a bit disturbing. 
And, you know, we should probably say that the mirror is the National Enquirer version of <laughs> in, in uh, Britain. So, so more than it, likely, it, this is a pile of crap. That and the it could just be what, fake news. Yeah, but even even those newspapers every once in a while break a story, you know. Yeah, they have every once in a while they happen to stumble into uh, you know the uh, truth when they're throwing crap onto the wall. So, <laughs> so it's mostly rumor. <laughs> right. All right. So b- before we go, we we just want to give this little information to you. Don't forget, there's going to be a number of fantastic new things coming to the transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network, including some awesome fiction podcasts amazing animated series, web series, feature films, but to do all of this, we really need your support. So if you can take a few moments, pop on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment and take a look at what we're offering. You're going to have access to a ton of cool perks for being our Patreon, such as exclusive episodes, meet and greets and ask me anything sessions, also known as AMAs, with the creators of the shows, interviews with the actors and writers for our various programs, and so much more. Every Patreon we get helps us get closer to continuing the programs we have while debuting even more exciting works of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. In addition, please help spread the word about this awesome program. If you have a listening party with three or more folks, let us know and we'll send you a greeting from the creators just for you and your friends or family. Keep up to date with the latest goings-on via our Facebook groups, Transmissions from Atlantis, the transmission is received, and our website at transmissionsfromatlantis.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at TFA Entertain. Doctor Who fans, join our Facebook group for the latest Doctor Who news and our latest episode releases, and follow us on Twitter at TF Gallifrey. Got a question or comment? Interact with us at hosts at transmissionsfromatlantis.com. Finally, in whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast, be sure to rate our program. If you love the show, five stars. If you hate it, five very sarcastic stars. All right, so before we head out, we definitely need to rate this episode. And I'll go first this time because I let you guys go first every single week. So I think this week I will go first. And my rating for it is going to be a four. And the reason why I'm giving it a four is because I think think there was enough sci-fi elements in it to make it a somewhat entertaining episode i just thought it was very dull it didn't feel like doctor who it just felt like some run-of-the-mill sci-fi show and i it felt like a four to me uh, what did i give the uh, the spider episode I think last you ended week up giving up a, a five or a six well i don't think it was a six it might have been a five um I'm I'm probably gonna give it a four as well. It's like you said. It, I I honestly sat through the episode, and I just couldn't wait for it to be over because it was so boring. I just wanted it to be done, so we can go talk about it, so we can just get it over with because it was boring. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott. What are you gonna rate it? Uh, I'm gonna rate it a five. Uh, I I I will. Uh you know, dig into the, the fours or lower when uh, the episode really deserves it. Um, you know, like if we have another Moon as an egg episode well, or something. That's, that's a one, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, and I think, you know, like I said, I, I, I agree. There was enough elements that were interesting. I like the idea that they're, they're painting a consistent image of the universe that we don't know about. Uh, you know, this is part of the world that isn't dominated by 
Daleks and, and all that other stuff, or Cybermen. So we, we know that consistently, whatever it is, it's dark times in the universe. It's very uh, unsettling, you know, and stuff like that. But beyond that, there's not much. And, you know, I wanted the Doctor to do more than just talk quickly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand what you mean, Scott. Yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Transmissions from Gallifrey. And coming up next week, I guess we're going to be having another historical. Yay! Yep, it looks like a historical. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be pretty cool. Yep. Well, we'll see. (laughs) My hopes aren't as high as they have been in the past, let me tell you. So I guess until next time, we will say... Allons-y. Allons-y. Goodbye, everybody. Allons-y. I should say allons-y more often. Allons-y. Look sharp, Rose Tyler. Allons-y. And then, it'd be really brilliant if I met someone called Alonzo, because then I could say allons-y, allons-y, every time. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo. Galileo. Galileo Figaro. Magnifico. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. <laughs>